Hello, and welcome to our seventh Star Wars retrospective. This one's on The Force Awakens, which came out in 2016? 2015. Right at the end. December December 14th in Los Angeles. December 18th, uh, countrywide, nationwide. On your side. What what do we think about this? This was the first Star Wars movie in a long time, and um, J.J. Abrams, the first Star Wars movie under Disney's Mm. helm. And it's it's really good. I think it injected a certain amount of energy into the franchise that was I agree. that was really needed. I adore Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's <laughs> excellent. Saw you lead it. I, was like, <laughs> um, I think Force Awakens is so good. I, it's my pick for most fun Star Wars movie. Yeah. it's such a it's such a great like whiz bang space adventure. Um, I think that Force Awakens is exactly what Star Wars needed to yeah. sort of launch into this new era under Disney. Um, I, I know that one of the, the big critiques, and we'll get into plot, mm. is, um, well, it's just a new hope again, because there's the, the big Death Star in, mm. in Starkiller base, but uh, I think that parallels are a different thing than story retreads. Yes. And I think that having similar beats to A New Hope to introduce us to our new characters and still having the the legacy characters in there to ground the universe as something that you know and are familiar with was I don't think there was a better way to to start this franchise this new trilogy mm-hmm. and introduce us to to the new characters yeah. in it. We should probably also say I'm Gianni. Oh sure, I'm Flynn. <laughs> and Sam is here. I'm Sam. Hi. Sam, what did you think of The Force Awakens when it first came oh, out? Oh man. Um like when you were in the theater, what was your your first impression? <laughs> I loved it. I um, had mostly just kind of recently become a Star Wars fan at that point. Um, But uh, I don't know. It was very overwhelming, I think, is a good way of of thinking about it. Um, uh, Oof, God. Um, I remember thinking there are a lot of points that it was very similar to A New Hope. But I I really like that that kind of... um, arbitrary conversation about like is Ray Luke and mm-hmm. well if Han is you know if, if uh, right. Poe is Han then who's Leia and I really like that that kind of stopped after people actually saw the movie and understood that like the new characters are the new characters right. and I think that what I really like about The Force Awakens is that um, they did a really good job of uh, including the old characters um, but really making the new characters stand out so you you really focused on them rather than like well where's Luke yeah even though that's the plot of the movie is where's right. Luke's like where's yeah. Luke Skywalker <laughs> it's like you're thinking about it but it's not what you're really focused on yeah I adore that so much in the Force Awakens because I think that some people in in discourse about these new Star Wars movies tend to forget like this is not Luke Skywalker's story and it's not Han Solo's story and it's not General Leia's story it's the it's Rey's story it's Kylo slash Ben's story, it's Finn's story, it's Poe's story. So those legacy characters aren't there to be the the main driving forces of the plot. They're there to service the new character stories. And and I think that, you know, Harrison Ford is is doing it in this movie. <laughs> yes. He's awesome. Great. And I know that this is probably something that maybe he didn't expect to do, like to have to revisit Han Solo, but mm-hmm. I appreciate him so much for for really committing to it and really getting right back into it and being the Han we all know and love. Um, but yeah, again, like they're there for the new characters. This is not about the old characters. 
Um, because if it were, we we wouldn't introduce Ray or Kyler or any of that. They wouldn't be the the big faces on the poster. So I just I don't I feel like I don't know what people expected when mm-hmm. I, I feel like they thought that Luke Skywalker would be a, a swashbuckling <laughs> one man wrecking crew, and mm-hmm. we can get into that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I said a few minutes ago that I think the Force Awakens kind of injected. Um, a crazy amount of energy into an otherwise kind of dead franchise after Revenge of the Sith. I mean, no one really thought we were getting another Star Wars movie, I don't think, or at least as soon as we did. Yeah. Um, and then when this one came out, I think J.J. Abrams was exactly the person to bring on board. Mm-hmm. I think all of his films bleed with this this frenetic energy throughout, and they're also uh, about love, too, yeah. oh, which yes. is something we'll definitely get into with this film because there's a lot of heartbreak, I think, Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of missteps that we learn about from our old characters mm-hmm. that they've made um, in their lives. And uh, getting back to those newer characters, I mean, in the opening scene, mm. we're introduced to Poe Dameron and we're immediately behind him mm-hmm. and BB-8 and Kylo <sighs> freaking mm-hmm. Ren drops down. Ugh. Adam Driver. I know. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, Adam Driver, speaking to the performances in mm. this movie, I mean, every new character i can't imagine somebody else playing those roles daisy ridley as ray is you buy into her story so quickly and you're so immediately behind her Mm -hmm. um and john boyega as finn who kind of has to communicate this conflict of of being raised up to be a stormtrooper and then as soon as he's thrown into the fire he realizes that that's not for him and that's not the life he wants to lead but he's still like walking this balance Mm -hmm of in in the force awakens because he doesn't necessarily want to be a stormtrooper but he also doesn't know that he wants to fight alongside the resistance he doesn't know that he wants to be part of this larger rebellion he just wants to go off on his own um and yeah poe poe doesn't have a a ton to do in this movie um they were planning on killing him off (laughs) until oscar isaac came along and and that's who you want to talk about with poe because oscar isaac just immediately Oozing with charm, I think, is a good way to describe Oscar Isaac in most things he does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and Poe's this, you know, like flyboy, like lovable rogue type <laughs> character. Um, one of the best pilots in the Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everybody is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, everyone's firing on all cylinders, I think, in the film. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think could have been, uh, you know, a risk bringing back Harrison Ford. Yeah. And um, and Carrie Fisher and <laughs> Mark Hamill for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he got paid handsomely for those two seconds. Oh, yeah. Of course, oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit about our original characters because oh, they yeah. all have so much going on in the film. <sighs> yeah. um, and I mentioned also uh, in the beginning of my little spiel that like there is such an urgency mm-hmm. from the get go in this movie um, that you know the first order is clearly on top here. The resistance Mm -hmm. is, you know, losing the fight. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't know where Luke Skywalker is. Han Solo is out in the (laughs) galaxy doing his own thing. Hunting Wrath Towers. And and Leia is leading the resistance. Um, But something big here is that we find out that Kylo Ren Mm. is the son Mm. of, of Leia and Han. And they have an interesting history there. Yeah, I think it's, um, 
I like the risks that this movie took with mm-hmm. the older characters. Like, they broke up Han and Leia. Yeah. They yeah. Uh, sent our hero off to the middle of nowhere and made him not so much a hero anymore. And they made Kylo Ren, instead of being Luke's son, they made him Han and Leia's. And I think that that's that's a huge risk. <laughs> like, yeah. um, it's the Skywalker saga, and they chose Leia as the Skywalker yeah. to continue instead of Luke. And... um. I don't know. I, I, I never could commend JJ enough for being like, no, we're going to do this mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this movie's so confident with, yes. with all those decisions. Like it, it never second guesses. It just throws you right in there and is like, this is what's happening. Buy in or don't. And I think that a lot of people did. I feel like the, the reaction to Force Awakens was pretty overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. And it feels like a, it was a smaller subsection of people that sort of disliked it. And then the the criticism kind of kept growing. Mm-hmm. Um, people... Like retroactive. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, people not liking Ray's character as much. Mm. <laughs> people saying that... People. <laughs> again, like like I touched on, like, that it's just a remake of A New Hope. I, I, I couldn't feel like that criticism could be more wrong. I agree. Um, because, number one, if it was just a remake of A New Hope, why don't you like Rey more? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> why don't she's you, just Luke. Yeah, yeah, why don't you like Rey as much as Luke? But, I mean, you know, George Lucas said in five zillion interviews that Star Wars is like poetry, it rhymes. Mm-hmm. So, of course, there's going to be story parallels, and, of course, you kind of see the way the the Force works in this sort of cyclical nature. Um, so I think that, that Force Awakens was kind of the, the perfect way to, mm-hmm. to kickstart this. Yeah, and certainly um, the Force uh, mm-hmm. is used in new and interesting ways, in starting with this film and then going further in the sequel trilogy with, mm-hmm. with The Last Jedi. But um, I think we see some interesting things. Like in that first scene, Kylo Ren stopping the, oh, the laser blast. So and good. keeping it there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so strong. It's so just cool. The, just the secondary yeah. use of his power. He's interrogating Poe and the laser is just still Buzzing, out there yeah. <laughs> being so good. held in the force. Yeah. That, the introduction of Kylo Ren as a villain yeah. is so mm. effective in this. Like, just immediately you get a sense of how powerful he is. Like you said, he does something new with the Force that we've never seen that kind of demonstrates how strong he is with it. So intimidating. Um, he immediately murders a character we were just introduced to that yeah. we don't really... I think a lot of us didn't know how Force Awakens was going to go. This movie had such a great marketing campaign. So they get Max von Sydow to play Lor Santeca, mm-hmm. and people were kind of questioning. I remember theories running around that he was Boba Fett. <laughs> um, Jesus. Yeah. But people questioning, like, oh, well, what role will he play in this new trilogy? Is he, like, like an Obi-Wan-style hermit? And then he just dies yeah. <laughs> five minutes off. into the movie. Kylo Ren just chops him down. Which is uh, uh, something interesting, is that no one feels safe in this film no. either. Yeah, you know? agreed. It's like anyone could go at any minute. And Kylo Ren is such a loose cannon and we get that sense from him, like, from the first scene. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think this speaks to Adam Driver's performance, and it certainly speaks to the writing of Kylo Ren. He is probably the most compelling character in this new trilogy, hands down. Easily. Um, yeah. And it's really interesting, like, the rise of Skywalker is coming, but we don't know where he's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, is he all bad? No. Mm-hmm. Is he all good? No. <laughs> yeah. We don't know uh, where he'll fall in the end, but it's definitely interesting. He's definitely um, just a broken boy yeah. You know? yeah he's just a kid yeah and certainly as 
Sam sort of touched on with him being the character to carry the Skywalker mantra, I think that when you announce that you're making Star Wars 7, if you think that there's going to be a, a child with the Skywalker bloodline, mm-hmm. you probably think that they're the new hero and the, the new sort of like golden character of the franchise. Um, and, you know, credit for getting their hands dirty and not making that the case because I think it makes for all the more interesting and complex a story mm-hmm. um, about this character who you can root for and you can hope that the light prevails. But, yeah, also dips into the dark side of the Force, has trauma, has been, you know, sort of like really like darkly seduced by the Force. When we watched the the prequel trilogy, mm. Anakin kind of like has this snap moment with Palpatine as far yeah, as, yeah, <laughs> as far as um, trying to save Padme. Uh, that's what compels him. But the the way we get Ky- Ben Solo's mm-hmm. seduction by the dark side is very gradual and, and very dark. And S- Supreme Leader Snoke is in his head with the force, like mm-hmm. bringing him over. It's very dark and very interesting to, mm-hmm. to have this be the case yeah i really um just speaking on kylo ren he uh i really like the choice that um he's completely like uh you know in his in his vader-esque uniform Mm -hmm. and um until he legitimately wants to talk to ray and he takes his helmet off and he's just like i'm not just like a monster in the mask i i like i want to get in your head and i want to understand some stuff but um that he's He's entirely sympathetic, I think. Like, um, th- like that first scene with Lauren Santeca, you don't know that he's Han and Leia's son, but he, Lauren Santeca talks to him like he's Han and yeah. Leia's son. And, um, and you're, uh, like, immediately once you find out that he's Han and Leia's kid, you're just like, okay, well, what happened to him then? Like, right. why is he, why did he go, why did he go bad? Um, and and I, I think that he's, like, easily, yeah, the, the most compelling character of the, of the new series, but it's, it's like, you do want to know why people go bad and like, if they can be redeemed and saved. And so like, so to bring that elephant in the, in the room, when, uh, when he kills Han, yeah, people are like, that's it. He's, he's bad. I'm like, yeah, he looked totally like, okay with that yeah. decision after <laughs> yeah. he did it. Like, ay, ay, ay. yeah. And I know there's still debate, uh, as far as that moment, whether Han oh, yeah. played any role in it. Because they're both holding on to to Kylo's lightsaber, whether Han ignited it in Hmm. an attempt to save Mm -hmm. Ben, if he thought that, if Han thinks in that moment that if Kylo Ren doesn't kill Han Solo, that Supreme Leader Snoke will kill Kylo Ren, it does make sense for him to sort of ignite that lightsaber and help him in that moment in order to save his son when you can tell that he knows there's still light in him. Yeah, yeah, that was a a rough scene. (laughs) I'd sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I just I think it's I I agree. I also think there is an interesting aspect of like he did think that killing his dad right. would would end the light in him, and then when he realizes it doesn't, yeah. he spends the entire next movie trying to build a connection with Ray. Mm. And you're yeah. like, Han absolutely served a purpose because right. if if Kylo just went bad and stayed bad, then Han's sacrifice would literally mean nothing. So, yeah, that moment. I think the the lead up to it. I remember being in the theater and like just gripping the cup holder yeah. because I think we all kind of knew, mm-hmm. right? Oh, From yeah. the second that Han stepped onto that bridge, Han was done, you know? Yeah. And I just, 
I, I don't know. Still, like, you can still picture it. Just the, the saber going through and Han falling. And it's like, and Leia feeling it. Yes. From, you know, planets away. Um, that's a death, I think, that is felt throughout the galaxy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, and, and visually in that scene, I, I mean, I understand that people have pointed out that it's not the most complex thing in the world to have Kylo Ren's face be half in in darkness and half in light, but it still works so effectively, and mm-hmm. it's so good at communicating what's going on internally with Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Han Solo. I mean, Ugh. just the way they took his character, too, I think was so smart. And like you said, Sam, earlier, it was such a risk. So many risks were taken mm-hmm. in the film. Um, with taking the characters in new directions and then introducing the new characters as well. But we see Han as this this failed father and who's clearly isolating himself mm-hmm. far away because he's feeling regretful and mm-hmm. and um, he's not proud of what mm-hmm. happened with, with Ben um, and Leia too. Clearly that was like the crumbling of a really uh, great relationship from, from Empire, from Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, that love... Yeah. And it's still there. And it's still there. Oh, so. yeah. And I think that that's, um, like, we talked about this a little bit. We talked about A New Hope, where people's perception of Han is this, like, gunslinger, cool guy. Mm-hmm. But um, he is he is so much heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just the scene where um, where Ray is, like, you knew, like, Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And you could see on his face just, like, the years of, like, regret of, like, not being able to help Luke or Ben or Leia. And it's just, like, yeah, I knew Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's, like, because yeah. I'm tearing up. Harrison <laughs> Ford. <laughs> what a performance. Yeah, it, it speaks to, to Harrison as an actor because it's mm-hmm. it's no secret that um, he kind of became burnt out on, on Star Wars. Yes. And, and he wanted Han to, to kind of be gone in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's why a lot of people going into Force Awakens kind of knew that it was probably going to be Han's swan song mm-hmm. because Harrison Ford already didn't want to do the last <laughs> movie 30 years ago, <laughs> 40 years ago. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, so much credit to him for, for really committing and getting back into that headspace of Han um, and giving it his all in maybe the best Han Solo performance in the entire franchise. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny. I think we learned kind of after the movie came out that that was JJ's pitch to get Harrison Ford to come back on. Like, we'll kill last. you in this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. It was like done. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and Carrie Fisher in oh, this man. film too really brings something to the general Leia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of overseeing the resistance. And I think like from seeing her again too, just, you know, we feel... Not necessarily nostalgic seeing our original characters back, but like there is a purpose to bringing them back, mm-hmm. you know, which I think was so important that they they get right with this film and with this new trilogy, um, and I think they just nailed that too from the get go with her. Yeah, and I think that where we find all of our you know legacy original trilogy characters might not have been what everybody expected, but really makes sense to me from yeah, a storytelling standpoint. And especially for for Leia, mm-hmm. um, this doesn't really get touched on in the in Force Awakens, but there have been you know sort of novels that have come out that um, indicate that Leia kind of tried to help build up the Republic after um, 
the fall of the Empire in Return of the Jedi, and it didn't work out. So, of course, she's leading the resistance. Of course, she's the cool one <laughs> that is yeah. sort of putting this together. She's been there before. She she adds legitimacy to this resistance. Um, and Leia is so cool. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it like, like you were saying, it makes sense for their characters. Like I like that when Han and Leia are broken apart because of what happens with Ben, they go back to their old roles, which is Han runs, right. and Leia just is like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna keep going, yep. and I'm gonna keep leading, and it's gonna be fine." <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's also what was really interesting, and probably one of my favorite parts of the movie when it came out is that we learned so much about um, the behind the masks of these stormtroopers. Oh yeah, you know? and John Boyega obviously is as Finn is kind of the face of that, mm-hmm. and like they can face real trauma. And these mm-hmm. are soldiers, you know, not necessarily just bumbling clones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these yeah. are people, you know, Agreed. under these helmets. And, and when, when Finn escapes with Poe, mm. um, you see uh, uh, Captain Phasma and General Hux looking at a sort of hollow scan and it has a picture of a baby is uh, uh, of baby Finn mm-hmm. and you're sort of like hinted in on the fact that like these are children just taken brainwashed yeah by the first order brainwashed and ju- then just thrown into you know the to be the enforcers of this fascist overreaching government mm-hmm. and I think that's so horrifying and, and like you were saying it sort of humanizes stormtroopers in an interesting way similar I think to the way that the the clone troopers were humanized in the Clone Wars animated series mm-hmm. um, and I think that adds so much value to stormtroopers just they're, they're not faceless anymore but they're still sort of um, upholding this this fascist empire um so it adds a bit of complexity and depth where there wasn't any before yeah absolutely um yeah the film is just really good Mm -hmm. i mean i think that like you said i think that was the general consensus when it first came out that like this is good star wars is back you know (laughs) um john williams came back to do Mm -hmm. the score which was obviously amazing undefeated (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah um, this was uh, Peter Mayhew's last performance too, as yes. as uh, as Chewie, mm-hmm. which uh, I guess that's fitting to go off with Han. With Han, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, like I said in the beginning of the episode, so much heartbreak in this film, as there yeah. is so many uplifting moments too. I mean, mm-hmm. the first time we see Ray activate the lightsaber mm-hmm. in the forest, yep. that was like a my theater cheered. I think mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, so many great moments. Yeah. I did want to talk about, because you first brought up heartbreak, I, mm-hmm. I really like, um, well, I don't like, when people say um, that Rey is just, like, the good new main character, when the first time we meet Rey, she's clearly so isolated mm-hmm. and sad mm-hmm. and hungry and, like, alone, <laughs> and... Um, and it's like, why wouldn't that person be drawn to strong emotions? Right. And like that first, like it's it is a credit to like the editing. I don't actually know who edited this movie. If it was JJ's editor, but um, this movie is like, I mean, edited to the teeth, but also just has these long moments of just letting things breathe. Yeah. Like um, Finn in the desert, Ray meeting Baby BB Eight. Like you just get to breathe with the new characters and it's it's something that the the original trilogy did really well uh and in the prequel trilogy didn't do um but yeah like ray ray is the most heartbreaking character to me like even even against someone like kylo ren it's just like kylo is kind of like he's not 
sure in his choices, but he's making choices. Where right. Ray is just stuck, and you can feel how stuck she is the entire yeah. time she's on screen. Um, Marianne Brandon and Mary Jo Markey, frequent collaborators yes. with JJ Abrams. With JJ, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Ray is is so great that we see we see that she was dropped on this planet as a child. We don't necessarily know by who in this movie. Um, but you kind of infer, like, she's been there for years and years, most of her life. Um, she's always been at the bottom of a totem pole. Mm-hmm. She always had to fend for herself, but she still has that wide-eyed optimism. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's sort of best reflected when um, she's with Han, Chewie, and Finn in the Falcon, and they go to, to Takodana, mm-hmm. um, and she says she didn't know there was this much green in the entire galaxy. Oh, yeah. And that The way ta- Han looks at her. Yeah. yeah, and talk about, like... It's like Luke. L- yeah, like yeah. a sort of heartbreaking <laughs> moment, but also, like, just such a clear explanation of why Han feels this connection with her right away, um, because Luke is that naive kid yep. in... Uh, in A New Hope, and mm-hmm. Luke had a more favorable upbringing yes. than Ray, but still like felt like he was stuck in a place, and then mm-hmm. kind of is just introduced to this world way beyond what mm-hmm. he ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think there's so much value to Ray as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned that scene where they drop down on Takodana, mm-hmm. and just even from the get-go with, with Han and Ray, like you were saying, we feel that connection there, and it, you, you can't help but wonder... How that would have gone, how that relationship would have would have mm-hmm. furthered if Han had survived. Yeah, uh, or if they, she ran off with him, like sh- like he offered. Yeah, him, yeah, like he did to Luke. I remember thinking um, when I was sitting down in the theater, like, oh, this could be his daughter, and maybe Han and, and Leia want to keep time, that yeah. a secret. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I remember that being the big topic of discussion mm-hmm. at the time, and they have to wonder, you know. But oh yeah, yeah. Even their relationship as it stands, though, and mm-hmm. as it stood, was I think good for her character too oh yeah um to have someone like han there um and i just think it was adding to the heartbreak that she saw him die too yeah yeah Yeah, i actually think it's a little interesting like um that scene with kylo ren and ray where um he's like oh you see him as a father figure like he, he would disappoint you and it's just like it's that like she's obviously experienced in what she's been through, but she doesn't understand familial relationships mm-hmm. at all. So he's just like, no, he's he's great to you, but like yeah. spend more than a year with him. And he was awful. Like, mm. and I just like that experience of like, <laughs> like Kylo knows the original trilogy characters, right. whereas Rey and Finn just see them as like these myths. Yeah. And Kylo's like, no, 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 yeah, they suck. <laughs> and, and anybody that, that Rey has ever had any type of relationship with has been abusive. And, mm-hmm. and right. so, um, you know, <laughs> Han Solo not yelling at her every minute to pick up scrap metal is probably like, yeah. wow, father of the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, of course, she would buy into that. And, and I don't think, you know, I don't think it would add anything to, to Han and Rey's relationship at all if they had ended up Related. um yeah if he had ended up being her father i think that as it stands it's still really great character work mm-hmm. um and it really makes sense given what we learn about ray what we know about han mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah absolutely so um some closing thoughts on the force awakens Man. um as i said in the beginning i think it really uh jump-started this trilogy um it really hit the ground running. J.J. Abrams was the perfect guy to bring in, fresh Agreed. off of Star Trek. Agreed. Yes. Um, <laughs> he did it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you do that? I know. Yeah, so... Well, when he was making Star Trek, he clearly wanted to be making Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I adore The Force Awakens. Mm. Yeah. Um, f- 
everything you said, Force Awakens, I think uh, as much as I, I value the movie, like I, I just think that as it stands is the perfect way to launch into this trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that J.J. did a really good job of setting up what he needed to set up, but sort of leaving it open to so many possibilities because not only did that allow for speculation and discussion long after the, the movie was done, um, but sort of allowed the next person that came in, which was Ryan Johnson, to really go in any direction he mm-hmm. felt like and still have it feel consistent with what J.J. set up. And I, I think that's a, a hard balance to not to, to open up this trilogy and not sort of like lead mm-hmm. um, the person that's following you up into a certain direction. Mm. Um, and so I think Force Awakens has a lot of value in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, boy. Uh well, I love Force Awakens. Um, I, I I agree with everything that's been said already. I hate going last. Um, uh, but I genuinely think that um, expanding your world, expanding original characters, and introducing fantastic, like the four new main characters before, you know, Last Jedi, are just fantastic additions to Star Wars. And, um, and I don't know, I just, I really love Force Awakens. I love what it did for Star Wars, I yeah. should say. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great way to sum it up, too, just what it did for Star Wars. Um, so that wraps up our seventh retrospective on The Force Awakens. Looking forward to The Last Jedi and then the rise of Skywalker. We're almost there. Um, yeah, it's going to be wild. Soon. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening. I'm Gianni. I'm Flynn. I'm Sam. And thanks, as always, to Stockton and SSTV for allowing us to use the equipment. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.